Good morning and welcome to the Snake River Lib podcast. It is the 5th of January, which is the eve of the media's um, insurrection blitz. I mean, the blitz has already started, but of course what I'm referring to is is the uh, big fanfare that they're going to make tomorrow. The um, Democrats are already talking about it. They're they're saying that um, election integrity laws are uh, just extensions of the January 6th insurrection. Well, okay, you know what? I'm going to run with that for just a moment. By the way, welcome to the Snake River Lib podcast. We know from the FBI that the January 6th riot at Capitol Hill, while there are many people who planned on going uh, from the Trump rally to Capitol Hill to try to let their, make their voices be heard, none of them went there with the intention of overthrowing the government, which is what an insurrection is. <coughs> Forgive me. You can contrast that with, by the way, all the riots in 2020, which were attempts to overthrow local government entities, such as the police, where police department, police stations were burned to the ground, where whole areas of cities were taken over and declared on, on autonomous zones. Where billions in property damage were occurred and, and several people were killed and many, many more injured. The only person that died on January 6th of 2020 was one of the protesters shot by a policeman. She was an Air Force veteran. Um, there, she was climbing through a window. She had no weapon. The policeman felt he had no choice but to kill her. She was not making threatening gest gestures to him. He was not charged. So, as each state, yes, there are people that are assisting states in passing these voter integrity, crafting and passing these voter integrity laws. But it's not a coordinated effort by some government entity, unlike, say, for example, the um, DAs that are not charging minor crimes most of whom were funded by George Soros, or as Glenn Beck refers to him as a spooky guy. George Soros would like to see nothing but more than the United States torn down. The clamor from politicians regarding January 6th seems to forget other events. Like um, Bill Ayers, Bernadine Dorn of the Weather Underground, 
who, by the way, were patrons of Barack Obama in his candidacy, first as a state legislator and then uh, to the U.S. Senate and ultimately to the president, who had planned a Capitol Hill bombing. No mention of that. Voter um, integrity laws or election integrity laws are extremely important. The Lib has argued that what went wrong in 2020, as far as the issue that we have here, is that the states violated their own laws and thus violated the U.S. Constitution by implementing their election antics. I had to take a drink. Sorry, my throat's a little bit dry tonight. It's a tonight this morning. It's been a long day. Antics like voter ID, you know, that you have to have a government issued ID to, uh, you know. You know, to vote, just like you need an ID to buy real Sudafed, just like you need an ID to buy alcohol, see a doctor, get on an airplane, enter certain events. In fact, it was no less than the... Um, Carter-Baker Commission that studied election integrity that said that voter IDs are important. They're very critical. Um, so you can positively identify who it is. I posted a, a story on on uh, um, which I'm having trouble, trouble finding it now. But that's all right. The overwhelming majority of the American people want to have uh, some sort of form, form of photo ID to vote. They think that's important. They think that their vote counts more. Studies have shown that, that voting tends to go up when, when, when you have to present ID because then your vote does matter. But the people that support a photo ID for voting is a majority across pretty much every spectrum in this country. And it baffles me. The reason why I'm talking about this is, is the Senate currently is discussing the Screw the People Act, H.R. 1, uh, which will take away all of these voter ID laws, which will have uh, blanket absentee ballots sent out to everyone which forbids the cleansing of voter rolls you know when people die or or when people move it also takes away from the people through their representatives 
the right to draw districts. And I want to just give you a little bit of a history uh, of modern-day gerrymandering, which is the drawing of congressional districts. You see, 50 years ago, gerrymandering was done for a specific purpose. It was to create districts that minorities could win. Is it any wonder that there may be backlash on that? Personally, uh, the Lib has taken a position, I stand by the position, that we have too few people representing the people in Congress, or representing the people that are in Congress. Congress is, you know, the American population is around 340 million, give or take, who cares. The number, 435, which is the number of voting representatives, was set in 1911 ish when the population was 92 million you want to fix your problems with the electoral college add more representatives to the house of representatives you want to end gerrymandering to create districts that favor this party or that party or the other Add more representatives, because then the representatives can actually represent a homogenous group. I've talked about the second district in Kansas represents most of eastern Kansas plus the city of Topeka and Lawrence. So on one hand, you have you have uh, a city with an urban population. It's balanced against the vast majority of the district, which is rural. Frequently, those two groups are not on the same page. Wouldn't it be better to have a representative uh, representing Topeka and a representative representing eastern Kansas? Just a thought. I wanted to talk a little bit, as much as I hate to, talk about COVID. A um, little Lord Fauci's come out and said that we need to stop counting people. We've made a mistake, which surprisingly admits it. Well, he didn't actually admit it. He more likely stated that we need to be worried about not who's in the hospital with COVID, but who's in the hospital because of COVID, which of course exposes one of the CDC's and the federal government's problems that they've had all along, which is the conspiracy theorists have, have said all along is that people are being admitted to the hospital for various reasons. But... If they're COVID, then guess what? That's what they're in the hospital for. They could have had a stroke, been in an auto accident,
Lo and behold, they test positive. Guess what? None of the others matter. At least Fauci's admitted now that that's a problem. Of course he would now, because Biden was supposed to shut down COVID. He promised it. And yet more people have died under President Biden than died under President Trump. And that was with President Biden having three vaccines. The day he walked in the door, people were getting vaccinated by the almost 100,000 people a day. I, that's an exaggeration. I'm sorry. Um, thousands a day being vaccinated. And yet here we are setting record after record of cases. Now, I don't think we should be looking at cases. It's stupid. But I've always thought that what we need to be looking at is how many people are in the hospital and how many are dying. Because those numbers are down. Well, for the most part. We have the CDC director admitting that cloth masks don't work and that surgical masks are not much better. Now, science, or little Lord Fauci, takes issue with that. So which one is more science? Is it the CDC or is it Fauci that's more science? That's an honest question, I think. CDC also turned in a report today showing a strong link between obesity and the seriousness of COVID, meaning that the fatter you are, the more likely you're going to get really sick when you get COVID. We'll be right back. And we're back here at the Live. Welcome. Um, it's so funny watching President Biden because uh, just today he went on and, and told us that what a great year 2020 was going to be. This man should not be president. The only thing keeping him office is that the only person who should not be president even more than Biden is his vice president. Remember, Vice President Harris was not chosen for her ability. She was not shown for her ability to bring in votes because, after all, she could not even make it to the primaries for the Democrat primaries as a presidential candidate. She was gone long before they started. She about, is about as incompetent and as impersonal as it gets. The only thing keeping Biden in the office right now. I've mentioned before, just say it in passing, that, that Nancy Pelosi could do her party a huge favor by impeaching Biden and Harris both. Not only that, but then... Pelosi would be the first woman president. Surprised she hasn't thought of that.
I wanted to talk a little bit. Um, Jason Whitlock, who is writing now for The Blaze, um, among other things. Uh, he does a, a podcast, Fearless. I encourage you to go listen to it. He's talking about, this week, uh, Antonio Brown, who stripped off his uh, Tampa Bay uniform during the game Sunday and left. And he talks about the effect of professional sports on America, how professional sports used to be a world of good, but now there's only one thing that matters, and that's money. And for them, money supersedes health. It supersedes the country. Even though they put on the trappings, And so now, nearly all sports, including NASCAR, which, you know, being, you know, based in the South, you would think that NASCAR would be the least likely to succumb to all this BS that's going on right now. Um, but the NFL has obviously, since Kaepernick, um, and kowtow into that idiot, you know, somebody who, who refused to be a backup quarterback. And so he chose not to play. Um, he talked about... But Whitlock talked about there's a lot of things, you know, people are being silenced. You know, he, he talks about the fact that Tom Brady, who's probably worth a billion dollars, because he cares more about his money um, than making a point, has remained silent on things. He also mentions uh, a Dr. Robert Malone. Now, I already knew about Dr. Robert Malone. He was a frequent guest on the Ingram Angle. Um he is one of the doctors who developed the in the mRNA vaccine protocols and he's been suspended from twitter permanently because he said he mentioned that omicron should be looked at as a Christmas gift. He said, when you look at the virus itself through a microscope, he said, it looks like a virus that you might develop as a vaccine. You know, a weak form of virus that may have some mild symptoms but will strengthen your immune system against the more serious disease. Think about that for a minute. He was on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast, Dr. Malone was. And was talking about the exaggerated fear 
that we have from COVID-19, because remember, the only thing the Democrats have to offer is fear itself, that and inflation. How does anybody believe that printing more money will not drive up inflation? Show me a place that that has not happened. Right now, the only thing holding the United States economy together is the fact that the world still looks at the dollar as the safe currency, although more people are turning to cryptos and and other things. But as soon as someone decides that they're not going to use the dollar as a safe haven, we're dead. Hyperinflation which is what usually happens everywhere. Money's printed, printed, printed. Price controls, which is what some people in the Biden Economic Council is talking about to, you know, rather than rather than trying to allow an increase in supply by drilling and exploration domestically, we're just going to go after those companies for price gouging. Instead of printing so much money that you're, well, here, let me tell you, Um, one of the displays in the Auschwitz exhibit that's at Union Station displays one of the effects of the punishment that was inflicted upon Germany at the end of World War I was the war reparations. And this burden became extremely hard for Germany to bear to the point where they said, well, we're just going to print our way out of this reparations. And so they inflated the currency. And there's a display showing what the value or how many marks were in circulation and the various size of Marx bills that were in circulation leading up to Hitler. And the reason I mention that is because, you know, Weimar did it, Argentina's done it, Brazil's done it, Mexico's done it. All these, all these people, they 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 uh, inflate the money supply. without a corresponding increase in supplies of goods and services. So now you have people, highest bidder. Now think about that with housing, for example, because that's where you really see it, is for your average, uh, you know, average person trying to buy a house, it has become much more difficult and much more expensive for them to do so because of the uh, the fact that as soon as a house goes on the market, if the price is at all in the range where it can be fixed up or even just turned around and rented, it's going to be gone in a day, two days. And that person who's trying to buy their first home, it's nearly impossible 
for them to get into a home. Because once a house has been listed, it's you've got investors coming in. Again, a partial result of the inflation of the money supply is that the wealthy can afford to take out loans that they can go and invest in property. While you may be able to afford a mortgage, can you afford to outbid somebody who, uh, relatively speaking, has an unlimited checking account? No, you can't. And so, what do you do with that? Well, sometimes you're going to get lucky and you get a house anyway. You you hear about a house perhaps before it goes on the market. And so, you get on and you start working on that before. Most houses don't go for asking price. They go for above. That's courtesy of the easy money, which is going to dry up. Dr. Malone, though, back to him, sorry. Jason points out that on his on the Rogan podcast that Malone compared modern America to Germany in the 20s and 30s. This is what he said, quoting, a very intelligent, highly educated population, and they went barking mad. When you have a society that has become decoupled from each other and has free-floating anxiety in a sense that things don't make sense, we can't understand it, and then their attention gets focused by a leader or series of events on one small point just like hypnosis, they literally become hypnotized and can be led anywhere. This is Whitlock's words on this. He's, he, he says, America, the land of individualism and independent thought, is suffering from social and corporate media-induced groupthink. It's made us choose group fear over individual freedom. It's made us crazy. I have a... I really like Jason Whitlock. I liked him all the way back when he wrote for the Red Star, which, by the way, you should have seen the hit piece that, that they did on Holly this past weekend. I don't think it's going to work, but you know they're trying to get him out of the Senate. Yeah, what a piece that was. It's no wonder it's the Red Star. Oh, I guess that's technically not its name. Of course, Jason commits the unpardonable sin. He talks about the the media, meaning social media types, Twitter, Facebook, etc. And the leadership in the House and the Senate and the White House and compares them to the rise of fascism in Germany. 
which is a reminder the Democrats loved fascism right up until they attacked communism. So anytime you see anything with the Nazis portrayed in a bad light, just remember that they loved the Nazis before he attacked, before Hitler attacked Stalin's Russia. Just a different kind of socialism. Same end result. Millions dead. That's the true hallmark of socialism in this mortal and very imperfect world. Millions dead. It's the Snake River Lib. Have a good morning uh, for January 6th Eve. Good day.